Hello there, fabulous Derby person. It's A-Bomb. You uh, ready to dive into the updated WFTDA rules of 2017? Before we do that, please note that I, A-Bomb, do not represent the WFTDA organization in any way, and this is meant for you to listen to while you read along with your own copy of rules. Or maybe enjoy a road trip, or whatever you want to do. I won't tell you how to live your life. I'm not your real mom. All right, gang, let's dive into gameplay. 2.1, the track. The track must conform to the standardized dimension of the WFTDA track specifications. The track must be flat, clean, and suitable for roller skating. The track must be marked by a boundary that stands in high contrast to the floor. The boundary counts as part of the track. The boundary is in bounds, which may not vary in width around the track. The track boundary, the pivot line, the jammer line may be of any pattern or color as long as they clearly mark the edge of the track. Near the track, an area must be marked out for each team, the team bench area, and for the penalty box. The boundary in these cases must also be high contrast and counts as part of the relevant area. For example, the boundary for the penalty box counts as... Part of the penalty box. Only skaters who are actively serving a penalty may enter the penalty box area. As you can see, they got a little track there. 2.2. Positions. For each jam, a team must field one jammer and at most four blockers. One of these blockers may be designated as the pivot blocker. Skaters serving penalties are counted towards these limits. Teams must field at at least one blocker who is not serving a penalty. Players may not change positions during a jam, except in the case of a star pass. See below. When a jam begins, the jammers must be touching on or behind the jammer line. Blockers must be behind the pivot line, ahead of the jammer line, and all non-pivot blockers must not be touching the pivot line. If either pivot lines up touching the pivot line at the jam start, all non-pivot blockers must be behind that pivot's hips. Any skaters who are not completely on the track or serving a penalty in or on their way to the penalty box at the jam starting whistle may not participate in the jam and thus do not count towards these limits. Any skaters who are partially illegally positioned but are still on the track, for example, a jammer who is touching past the jammer line, are required to yield their position to all other skaters in the immediate vicinity and are not considered to have joined the jam until they have done so. Any skaters who are wholly illegally positioned are immediately penalized. 2.2.1 Jammers The jammer is denoted as the skater in possession of the jammer helmet cover, a.k.a. the star, at the beginning of the jam. If no such skater exists, the jammer is a skater from that team who begins the jam behind the jammer line. If a skater is serving a penalty as their team's jammer, no teammate may begin the jam in possession of the star or behind the jammer line. Unless they are serving a penalty, the jammer must start the jam on or behind the jammer line. Jammers may be stopped or coasting, but may not be actively gaining speed in the counterclockwise direction at the jam starting whistle. The star may only be carried by the jammer wearing it on their helmet or by that team's jammer or pivot holding it in their grasp. 
Other skaters may not control the star, and the jammer and the pivot may not hide the star. Examples include putting it in a pocket or hiding it in a uniform. The jammer is the only skater who can score points for their team. See Section 3. Jammers may also legally exit and remain outside of the engagement zone. 2.2.2 Lead Jammer The lead jammer is the first jammer who earns a pass on the foremost in-play blocker, having already earned a pass on all other in-play blockers. C 2.5 When one jammer is determined to be the lead jammer, this is indicated by two short whistle blasts. A jammer becomes ineligible to earn lead during a jam if they commit a penalty during that jam. Exit the front of the engagement zone without having earned lead, remove their helmet cover, or have their helmet cover removed by a teammate. If both jammers qualify for lead at the same moment, for example, the foremost blocker goes out of play, the foremost jammer at that moment will be declared lead. Only skaters who begin the jam as jammers may become lead. So, a pivot who receives the star cannot become lead. The lead jammer will lose their lead jammer status if they commit a penalty, intentionally remove the star once it's on, or have the star intentionally removed from their head by a teammate. The lead jammer is the only skater who may call off a jam before the full two minutes lapse. The lead jammer calls off the jam by repeatedly placing their hands on their hips. 2.2.3 Pivot Blocker The pivot is a blocker and is denoted as the skater in possession of the pivot helmet cover, a.k.a. the stripe, at the jam starting whistle. The pivot wearing the stripe with the stripe showing has several additional abilities that other blockers do not. The pivot may become their team's jammer. C2.24. The pivot may control the star, pick it up, move it, etc., even if they are not the jammer. For example, to recover it and return it to the jammer. The pivot may begin a jam while touching the pivot line. When not wearing the stripe, the stripe showing, the pivot is treated as any other blocker. 2.24. Passing the star. A team's jammer may transfer their position by handing the star to their team's pivot while both skaters are upright, inbounds, and in play, and while neither the jammer nor the pivot is in route to or in queue for the penalty box. Upon releasing the star into the pivot's grasp, the position of the jammer is passed. The new jammer takes over for the old jammer in terms of points scored, scoring passes, and skaters passed. If the star is passed illegally, the initial jammer remains the jammer and the initiator of the pass should be penalized. This includes releasing the star into the grasp of a skater other than the pivot, releasing the star into the pivot's grasp while one of the two parties is down, out of bounds, out of play, or en route to the penalty box, releasing the star into the pivot's grasp while the pivot is in queue for the penalty box, even if the pivot is not yet en route, releasing the star into the grasp of a pivot who is not wearing the stripe. If the pivot becomes into control of the star through any other means, for example, by picking up a fallen star, a star pass has not taken place. Accordingly, the pivot does not attain the position of jammer and thus may not put the star on their own helmet. They may hold the star in their hand, drop it, or return it to the jammer. 2.2.5 Blockers All other skaters are considered blockers. Non-pivot blockers may not wear helmet covers or have any markings on their helmet that could be confused for the stripe or the star. 2.3 Engagement Zone and Pack 
The pack is the largest group of inbounds and upright blockers in proximity and containing members from both teams. Proximity is defined as not more than 10 feet or 3.05 meters as measured from the hips in front of or behind the nearest pack skater. It is the responsibility of all blockers to remain a pack. When a pack cannot be defined, all blocking becomes illegal and all blockers from both teams must act to reform a pack. The engagement zone is the area in which it is legal for blockers to engage or be engaged. The engagement zone extends forward and backwards 20 feet or 6.10 meters from the foremost and rearmost pack skaters, respectively. Any blocker outside the engagement zone is out of play and cannot engage or be engaged. If there is no pack, the engagement zone is said to stretch from the foremost blocker to the rearmost blocker relative to the prior pack. However, it is still legal for any blockers to engage or be engaged. Distances for determining the pack in the engagement zone are measured as the shortest distance parallel to the inside track boundary between skaters' hips. 2.4 Blocks and Assists Blocking refers to any physical contact made to an opponent and to any movement or placement of one's body to impede said opponent's speed or movement during a jam whether or not contact is made. Counterblocking is any movement towards an oncoming block by the receiving skater. Counterblocking is blocking. Actions that meet the above description are considered blocking, even if accidental. Contact made to teammates is not considered blocking, even if it is a disadvantage to the initiator or teammate. All contact between opponents has an initiator, though it is possible for two or more skaters to mutually initiate blocks against one another. Skaters may not block or assist while out of bounds, out of play, down, stopped, or moving clockwise. Skaters also may not initiate a block or assist on an opponent, teammate, who is down, out of play, or fully out of bounds. Skaters may, however, initiate a block or assist on someone who is straddling, stopped, or moving in any direction, even clockwise. 2.4.1 Blocking Zones It is only legal to initiate a block to an opponent's chest, front, and sides of the torso, arms, hands, hips, and the front of the legs above mid-thigh. You can see the illegal target zones. 2.4.2, target zones. It is only legal to initiate a block using one's torso, arms above the elbow, and legs above mid-thigh. So you can see the, the snazzy drawings. 2.5, passing. Skaters gain superior position on other skaters by passing them in the counterclockwise direction. Passing another skater refers to moving such that one skater's center of mass, as demarcated by their hips, moves from behind another skater's center of mass to ahead of it. Jammers only earn a pass if the pass occurs while the jammer is wearing the star on their helmet with the star showing. All earned passes count as passes. Passes are only earned if the jammer is upright and inbounds during the pass or another skater skates behind the inbounds jammer giving up their position. 
As soon as a jammer earns a pass on an opposing blocker, they also earn a pass on any opponents who are not on the track, meaning that they are not part of active gameplay for some reason, and who cease to be part of active gameplay prior to the completion of the jammer's scoring pass. This includes a skater who is sent to or serving time in the penalty box, leaves the track due to injury, leaves the track temporarily to fix equipment or skates, was not part of the jam in the first place because their team did not field the maximum number of skaters, returns to active gameplay behind the jammer. A skater who passes someone while airborne is considered to be inbounds if they are inbounds when they leave the ground and the first contact they make upon landing is inbounds. A skater who passes someone while airborne is considered to be upright. If the skater is upright when they leave the ground and if the first contact they make upon landing is with their skate to the track. So there you have it. Another exciting chapter of updated rules for 2017 from the WFTDA. If you have any questions, concerns, anything, um, read them yourself. <laughs> this is A-Bomb. Get low, skate hard, and I'll see you on the track. <laughs>